0: Hey everyone, welcome to Smarter. I'm really glad you're here. We have an amazing show for you and it's actually kind of perfect timing because with June comes summer and backyard barbecues with charcoal and grills and things like that. Well, we're going to be talking to Jillian Mart McKay, the Chief People Officer of Aubuchon Hardware, one of the oldest hardware store companies in America and they are growing right now. And while they grow, they want to focus on a few important things like their people, their culture, and how do they grow as smart as possible. Well, I think you're going to enjoy this episode. I found Jillian to be not only insightful, but she has some really good tips that I'll share with you at the end of the show. Welcome to Smarter. and welcome to Smarter. And one of the reasons I call this podcast Smarter is that I believe that we can all get smarter together. The last thing we need to do is to kind of cloister and think that we know it all. So staying curious and staying flexible and nimble, is kind of one of my passions in life. And so to have experts like you come on uh, the podcast is a thrill. So thank you so much for coming. Let's just jump right in. Tell us a little bit about you and your role uh, and the company you serve.
1: Yeah, sounds great. I'm Jillian Montmarquette. marquette I'm the Chief People Officer for the Obashan <laughs> Company. Um, I came to the company about eight months ago with about 15 years of executive leadership experience uh, in the HR sector. I have a passion for people, and I love focusing on employee experience and helping businesses that are really in high growth mode at a critical inflection points realize their full people potential. So um, I do work for the Aubuchon Company. We're a 115-year-old family owned and run retail uh, hardware business. We are multi-branded, we're multi-state, and uh, growth at this point is the name of the game.
0: Wow, that's a, that's a mouthful. And uh, you know, looking at that company, what a cool story. And you tell that story so well on your commercial website. Like, and So when I dug in a little bit when you first signed with Phenom, I was just so impressed with that storyline and then the growth that's happening now. So you told me a story earlier on why you got into the people business, and it was something, a conversation that you had with your dad. So talk a little bit about that, because I love, I love that story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So growing up and trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up is, I think, a challenge that we all face. And so when I was thinking about what to go to college for and where to focus, I remember distinctly a conversation with my dad where he said, well, you should be in HR because you're like the old personnel type department. You love people. So I thought, okay, I can do that. Um, I've always kind of had a knack for business and I do like people. So. I found myself uh, in school and since, you know, I've realized that the people part uh, is a big part, but also a small part of all the other things that go into being a really Uh, effective HR leader.
0: Yeah, I love that too because oftentimes people accidentally get into HR and they find out that they like it um, or love it, right? Because And typically it is a passion for people, not necessarily the processes. The processes are needed things to get to the end game, which is to help people find great jobs and those types of things. But I love origin stories that are actually more actually organic, that they happened and they were kind of a path. So you've had a nice long path on your journey. So Chief People Officer in a growing family-owned, would consider it a small business, now it's growing past that that frame. Talk about why did you, is it your business and HR passion that kind of like you like to work with, businesses that are growing and that they have that complexity?
1: I think what uh, is neat about joining a, a company that is growing the way that we are uh, but we're also multi-branded so we um, have eight brands we're in nine states we have 110 plus locations and growing quickly it's just understanding how do you understand business strategy how do you tie that to people's strategy in an effort to support this melting pot of culture which is coming together uh, all the while preserving what's made us really special for a number of years and so the draw for me is an appreciation for business i love getting involved in operations and i love figuring out how to drive business strategy forward um, and people are the way to do that.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I, I actually, that is a fine line to, to draw, isn't it? That you want to keep the culture the way that it is, but with expansion, there's always risk, or there's some change that needs to actually go on. So I think that's a really good perspective. So again, you're just recently here at Obashan, actually a created role for you, right, CPO, It really says to me something about the management team and the ownership there of their intention around people. Talk about the origin of them saying, you know what, we may not, uh, because we're talking a little bit about, you know, kind of being a player coach, like you're a CPO, but your hands are in the work as well, based on the size of your organization. I love the vision of it though, so that you're a CPO, but you are a working CPO. Talk about Aubuchon's vision, though, around um, the people side of the business, because that title and bringing you on is kind of almost taking a moonshot in in my mind.
1: Yeah, it sure was. Mm. Um, So when I had first heard about the opportunity, I kind of thought like most would, oh, a hundred year old family run company. What do they really know or what can they appreciate about people strategy Um, and really having someone come in to take the lead there? What I quickly learned in talking um, with Will Obuchan, who's fourth generation, he's our CEO, and Jeff Obuchan at the time, who's our current uh, CFO, was that every conversation started and ended with people. Hmm. So when they say people first, it was like, oh, okay, can this company really be as people first and people focused as they claim to be? Well, what I've come to learn is that for generations, um, really the family and the leadership team have been deeply involved in creating a culture where everyone is family, regardless of your last name. And so lots of store visits, lots of empowerment, lots of pushing ownership to the nth degree out to our stores, um, and really creating this special experience where people can contribute at retail um, and be appreciated for the work that they do. I think over time, as we've begun to grow, it became clear that this is an area of the company that needed some investment. And what that looks like, I think was just around this genuine thought that people need to continue to be our focus. They need to be our number one. We need to continue to attract the right people. We certainly need to retain them and we need to reward them for the special work that they've done in contributing to our growth. So I think it was a little bit of a leap of faith, but through the process, um, I know that there's been a continued appreciation for how can we invest in our people? How can we make sure that there is someone you know, bringing the people strategy to the forefront in all of our business discussions. Yeah.
0: No, actually, that that's such a great, insightful um, a- answer. And I do think that oftentimes when organizations are growing like you are, taking on new brands and new dynamics of new, even communities, you typically find that they move from more of that kind of family-run, tr- um, non-traditional HR to actually really having to create some more systems and predictability just by the sheer scale. And if you're going to keep that home, everyone is family feel, you're gonna to have to systematize that a bit. But the system itself, you don't wanna actually pull out the emotion of it. And I yeah. think that's the fine balance that I'm actually feeling in you as we've met, is you actually see both sides of that. Uh, so it feels like a really good fit for you and a good fit for Obishan. So in the last few months, you've taken on some of those brands, those new brands. Um, and we're gonna to get to the phenom decision as well. But what are some of the challenges and some of the pain points that you're seeing that Obashan needs to address that you're starting to think about on the people side, staffing I know is one of them because it's, it's something that almost every organization is facing right now. But talk about, you've walked in, You're eight months in, right? So the honeymoon is over and you're really starting to understand uh, what the brand is needing. Talk about taking on multiple brands. Is that a new thing for Aubuchon? And then um, what are the complexities that come from it?
1: So it is a new-ish thing. Um, I think, you know, we were multi-brand strong when I joined but it is a new strategy for the organization. I think for me in the transition, when you start at a company with a small but mighty HR team yeah. of folks that have grown up in the business and are really committed to that culture creation, that feel, that investment in people, but maybe don't have a traditional background in HR, traditional training, kind of the system stuff you spoke about. Um, I think it's taking the time to harness what the vision should be instead of immediately getting truncated in the weeds. and so. I was given the opportunity to really get to know the people that, uh, you know, work in our business to hear about the challenges that they were facing. What are some quick things that we can do to, to really better serve our internal customers all the while being really aspirational about where do we want to be? Yeah. Where do we want to go? What do we want to look like? Do we want to have a best place to work designation? Do we want to be top quartile for team member engagement? And I think that focus is critical early on because if you don't know where you're headed, you start building a foundation for, you know something that may not ever be realized
0: yeah yeah no i i i like that and that actually brings me to this kind of idea of player coach so it feels to me and maybe you could frame that a little bit more but it feels to me that the player coach piece is there's some intentionality around that right uh hire higher, higher to a person that has a vision and has the experience and the professional acumen to be able to help us get where we need to go but also has the discipline and the ability to step back and move the whole team forward because it sure sounds like you have a strong but mighty positive can do team. Now you're with them, so talk about that player coach. You like that uh, kind of idea, and um, is why are you do? Why do you feel like you're doing it at Obashon.
1: Yeah, I do like the idea of being you know a player coach, and I think uh, anybody that's working in a small to mid-sized organization needs to be a hands-on strategic leader. Um, when you are. somewhat challenged with the size of your team and sometimes even with with skill gaps or with gaps in building the foundation you have to have the end game in mind but then also like you said realize how to get there for me i started with really getting to know the team what were they passionate about why did they choose to take the hr path and what was the best fit and we quickly realized that this split between organizational development and then the foundational hr ops was going to be critical to our success and so I worked with the team, you know, again, where are their passions? Where can I help them? How can I coach them? And they kind of have chosen their own path. So we've been setting strategy, we've been laying the two year roadmap for us figuring out what are our critical deliverables and points and coaching and training together as I learn the organization in retail and as they begin to really uh, upscale their skills as true HR professionals. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've brought a few people along the way yeah. and I've certainly leaned on other people um, in my past to really help as mentors and coaches and to fill in the gaps and help to really um, I think demonstrate the vision that I'm trying to accomplish, but maybe with a different voice.
0: Yeah, and, and resourcing is so important when you're coming in and helping a whole team kind of think about growing, right? Because small and mighty works, and then eventually it doesn't. So now oh, let's create a little bit, a little bit bigger, a little bit more predictable. So then, part of the scale was your phenom journey, and obviously talent is critical for such a cool. Uh, brand that is reliant on you know really great people working inside of the uh, retail shops every single day. So talk about the technology journey and Phenom and how you're thinking about and
1: using Phenom to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we are becoming a technology first organization. We focus a lot on um, innovation around customer experience and a modern shopping experience. And so it was a little bit of a natural fit to start this conversation with Phenom around How do we uh, upscale our internal uh, work and focus on talent acquisition in new ways where we can meet candidates where they're at? And so, you know, traditionally I thought, okay, I'll write in the budget to get a talent acquisition person. That's what you do. That person takes on this bulk, you know, I've got a certain amount of spend, it sounds great. Um, But as I started to work with the team at Phenom, it became clear to me that with the same spend, I could actually touch candidates 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I could provide tools to our hiring managers that are all you know all over the northeast with lots of competing priorities for their time and give them a tool that i think they would appreciate more than simply saying hey i have yet another resource at the corporate office or at our support center as we call it um you know call us if you need us type of a feel
0: that that is such a great um great explanation of that and i think for me coming from lifetime another retail kind of organization hospitality organization we have that time star front end you know operational hiring leader that if you can simplify but also increase the um, the quality of that candidate experience both on that side and on our professional manager side It's a game changer inside that because we know even as an organization, we want them front and center taking care of the customer, taking care of the store and taking care of their team. And if they're trying to actually manage a full kind of workload around hiring and staffing from source all the way to the offer, that becomes a real damper and a slowdown in the growth process. And so that's gonna be exciting to see that all come to life. Um, And it's certainly in an organization your size, and to grow with it over time is really exciting. I think also, so often, so much of what we share in podcasts and things like that, it's big organizations talking about big things that they're doing. I think the power of this conversation for a lot of our customers even, is we have a lot of customers that are doing what you're doing. They're in growth mode, uh, but they're having to do a lot of different roles even as a senior leader, and so I love, I love that. So let me ask you a little bit about you from a professional standpoint. How do you stay balanced, right? That's a, that, there's a lot of competing forces. You got tactical things you're doing and strategic things that you're doing. How do you stay balanced so that you actually can give and your gas tank is full enough that you can give back to the team and think again strategically with your partners um, around where the people business is going?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And I think certainly a challenge everybody is facing, right? We all have overfill plates and and where do you spend your time and focus um, is a challenge. Again, I mean, I'll go back to setting that aspirational goal for our people strategy. We really tied everything that we need from behavioral and skill set attributes of our people right through our culture and to ultimately delivering on our strategic plan. That is important because it drives the way that we're executing on tactics. So when we think about our values and the experience that we want customers and team members to have, we think about, you know, we're known for the au difference, which is people may forget what you do, but they'll never forget how you make them feel. And so finding people that can deliver on that, that are true um, ambassadors in their community, that care about their community, that want to contribute in this way, is really important to us. And so I think starting with the prioritization there and saying if we have the right team, all things will come together. I simply apply it to my department. I've had to bring a few people in. I've had to bring experts in um, building. I've had to also recognize the talent that was there and what they can contribute with some of this tribal knowledge and driving organizational development and training. And so again, I think laying that roadmap and understanding when do you need to be a visionary and make sure that everybody buys into where we're headed long-term. And when do you need to roll up your sleeves and actually put in the hours side-by-side next to your team to make sure that we're executing. Um, is important. And I don't get it right all the time. Yeah, You could talk to my team and I'm sure they'd have lots to share of moments <laughs> that were great and moments that we can grow together. But I think that's the key. We are growing together. We're having a lot of fun. And I strongly believe that the best is yet to come. And we're going to accomplish some pretty cool things together.
0: Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know uh, how much you can disclose, but talk about the growth um, and what your growth plan is over this next 24 months as far as how many team members do you have today, and what are you facing and looking to do? You obviously you need to you, have, you need to maintain and retain the people you have. What's the growth look like for us? So we can just to understand kind of the scale proportionally to what Obishan has been.
1: Sure. So we're about 1,600 team members strong today. Uh, again, we have 110 retail locations, and we've got a support center. Uh, up in Westminster, Mass. Our strategy really is to focus on the core, but to grow quickly through acquisition. And and quickly is kind of tough, right? What does that mean? Like you said, how, how much are they gonna grow and are they gonna maintain kind of who they are? Our strategy is around buying high-performing um, other hardware retail businesses. And so those stores come with talented people. Mm. And our job is to bring them into the family, to keep them um, on board and to engage with them with maybe resources that they didn't otherwise have. So what opportunities can we provide from a networking perspective, et cetera, et cetera? As far as um, what growth plans look like, we're looking all over the country. We're primarily Northeast based today, but geography is no longer a barrier for us. So we are entertaining um, you know businesses that make sense. And I would anticipate that we'll see 10 plus percent growth in our workforce annually. It's probably closer to 20 plus percent. Yeah. Um, but let's be a little conservative and make sure we can keep up. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I, I, I love that. And, you know, I've had my fair share of mergers and acquisition, right? And, um, and then I've also opened, you know, built and opened brand new facilities. And they both have their own, you know, struggles, complexities, frustrations, all of that kind of thing. Um, but that culture piece is going to be so important. And I would imagine even the way you're ideating the um, the Phenom platform is being able to actually use that to tell that story, not only to you know new potential uh, candidates, but anybody who's like, I heard, I'm going to go click and see, and you're going to be able to tell that story because I would imagine it's the brand story, right? It's that people-first story that you're gonna lead with, lead with when you're taking over an organization, because change is change. Even if it means better benefits and you know better opportunity, it still means that I used to have this group on us, now we have this group. Change is hard. Uh, so how are you thinking about uh, telling that story? Because you have a beautiful, really warm and family-oriented story at Obishan.
1: We have a really beautiful story, and I feel blessed to be able to be a part of telling it what I think our biggest challenge is that we really haven't told it. I think we have tried um, through our history and really maintaining our heritage and our care for people, our tenure speaks for itself. People enjoy working here, they're treated well, and so that attracts other people. We have historically got a lot of people through referral and once people maintain their own experiences, they tend to stay. What I've been finding over the few months that I've been here is every time I turn around, I go, oh, we do that, that's really cool. Oh, we offer that, that's really cool. No one told me that. We need to tell people that we need to start celebrating that. And so I think, um, you know, for us as a business, we talk a lot about passion and humility. And so passion's easy, right? You get excited about the work you're in. We love the industry that we're in. We're looking forward to a really bright future. And we have a bunch of passionate people that are willing to put the work in to get us there. But that balance of humility is important, too, because being humble and recognizing that we're still growing, we're learning um, and we're learning together. We're not afraid to fail. We rise together is important. But it flies in the face of really celebrating and cheerleading all the great things that we do. And so it will be interesting as we start to think about our employee value proposition. How do we tell that story and tout and really celebrate all the cool things we do, but still recognize that a lot of these brands that we are acquiring have done some really cool things, too? Yeah. And we can learn from them and we can start to embrace some of those things and just continue to evolve as we grow.
0: Yeah. Passion and humility. I mean, those are so great, those words. And I do, I agree with you. I think there is that, you know, the best thing that you can do in your life is to be exactly who you're supposed to be. And I think with Oboshan, you have the same opportunity to be able to actually make sure people know and and how do you help people know that you're humble but there is there are a way and i think that evp is a perfect place to to do it and you're definitely going to have a great platform to be able to do it with so a lot of growth you know 10 15 maybe 20 percent growth uh here in the in the not too distant future a growing burgeoning hr team you're now layering technology on top of that team to be able to actually help them do what they need to do faster and more efficiently but more than that your hiring leaders inside your stores being able to do what they're doing more efficiently and focus on the growth of the business. Like you've you've conquered the vision, you've conquered some mountains already. Um, as you activate and you start to see this come come to be, where do you see your where you're going to go next? Like what are the other kind of big rocks that you've got going on in Obershan from an HR standpoint?
1: Sure. So I think we're shoring up the foundation, as you mentioned. We are layering technology. We're building out the team, and I'm thankful for the investments and that the company is making. And don't worry, that's
0: making. enough. You like you don't have to say yeah. anymore. That's a lot that you're doing.
1: It's a lot, mm-hmm. um, but we are looking ahead, and and that concept of employee experience and engagement is really important to us. And so we are relaunching our engagement surveys this year. That's going to be a critical part of our strategic planning for the years to come, and I think we'll evolve in more from what we learn. So. More to come, but I'm listening a lot. Uh, I need to meet a lot more people. I need to figure out what's made us successful so far and then leverage all the cool things I learn to kind of continue to propel us into the future.
0: Awesome. Jillian, this has been a fantastic conversation and I've learned a ton from you. And as I said earlier, you know we call it smarter because we can all get smarter together. So I'm gonna leave you with the opportunity to give us a last thought, a last thought, thought to your fellow CPOs, last thought around HR. Um, what do you have to say to us?
1: I would say uh, balance is important, find a team that embraces people and actually um, puts the investment and the thought and the energy around people strategy. Uh, that is the launching point, uh, I think, to move forward any any strategic vision. Second to that is love your team. They're working so hard and, you know, it's it, it's fun to be visionary when you start talking about translating it to tactics it's overwhelming and so i have moments where you know we just pull ourselves together and say we got this we're going to you know we're going to get there and it's going to be fun and we're going to evolve in a way that's really cool so love on your team don't be afraid to be strategic and find business partners that want to embrace you and, and realize the, the full potential.
0: That was an amazing last thought. And thank you for that challenge of keeping people first, doing the hard work, but also doing it with the end in mind. Fantastic. Thank you for your time today. I know that this podcast is going to help us all get smarter. Thank you. Well, that was an amazing story. and Jillian, thanks so much for coming on. 110 plus retail locations on a growth curve. Jillian loving playing that player coach, rolling up the sleeves and getting work done. And we've all been there. We know that. Here's some really important facts and a little bit of insight that I'll offer you from Jillian today as they grow Obishan. Number one, people matter. It is the most important way that you can drive success in a business. And I loved how she talked about taking on other organizations and finding great cultures there, absorbing them into Obishan and making sure that those great people are empowered to do amazing work taking care of the customer. The second one with expansion, the most important thing is that you focus in on your culture. So culture is critical. So know what that culture is, have focus around your purpose your mission and why you're doing what you're doing and make sure you celebrate that with every single new location. So that was an important insight. And I think that's important whether you're in one place or if you're expanding in many retail locations like Jillian and Obishan. And finally, it's about working with passion and humility, knowing that we're constantly in learning mode, knowing that we're constantly learning from the environment around us and other experts. So won't you join me in July because that's coming up too, when we're gonna be looking at retention in a marketplace that has had to focus on that and that's in healthcare. So I'll see you in July and thanks for joining me as we get smarter together.